Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 54. We are we moving right are along. Moving right along. Today we are talking about Enoch. Yeah. And his verse in Hebrews 11 is verse 5. It's, yes, yeah, just the small little verse, but man, it there's so much there. So uh, typically we start with a question. I have one for you. I'm ready. So do you have a love or hate relate a love relationship with exercise or a hate relationship with exercise or a little bit of both? I was going to say yes <laughs> is the answer. Because and probably ultimately, I do love it because I do love how good you feel. I yep. like feeling yep. strong. Yep. I like feeling, um, I mean, just the energy that comes with exercise. I do not love some, there's some mornings, it's hard to get up and get going. Yep. Um, I don't love like when I haven't done particularly strength training for a little bit and then getting back into it and those sore muscles that... I know you just got to push through, but yep, it's yep, rough. Yep, so, I hear you. but ultimately, I love it, and I'm pretty sure you do too. Yeah, I, you know, I I have um, kind of both a love hate relationship with it. Again, it depends on the day. There are days where I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like going to the gym. I think I love the results more than the actual fair. <laughs> yes, than the actual work. But there are times. Um, each time I work out the first bead of sweat, when I can feel the first bead of sweat, that gives me, um, energy to keep, to keep going. We're doing uh, something. It, exactly. I'm doing something. <laughs> I'm actually do, I'm exerting energy yes. enough to, uh, to, to sweat. And then when it's pouring, I like I like I've accomplished a lot. And um, so I'm super, super I, I, I do love it. Um, uh, but there are times where it's like, uh, is it I know it's worth it, but I just don't feel like doing it today. Yeah. But getting that first whatever in is really good. So but why are we talking about this? We're talking be, talking about this because I think there's a man who kind of like exercise in a sense. Oh, I see where you're going with this. Okay. <laughs> he, he walked with God for 300 years. And um, that, that's a long walk. Um, and again, we're not talking about exercise per se, physical exercise, um, but spiritual exercise yeah. where he walked with God. And that's none other than Enoch. And we see a little bit of his story in um, in the Hebrews passage. And obviously that little piece points us way back to the Genesis passage. Um, and so, but there's not as there's not very much in the Genesis passage right. than here in the in the the Hebrews passage. Um, but we do know that he walked with God and he pleased God mm -hmm. and he had faith. We know that much about him, but there's so I think there's so much more to Enoch's story than what we see here in Hebrews. So yeah. what, what what do you think of this whole idea of him walking with God? Yeah, I think, um, well, when I think of walking with God, I do think of faithfulness. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you are walking with someone, even, you know, you're stride for stride, you're going in the same direction. Yeah. You're even going at the same pace. I mean, you can't walk with somebody for 300 years and not be on the same pace. You'd be ahead or behind them. Right, right. So there is this consistency that must have been true of Enoch's life. He is going in the direction 
And of course, now we're talking metaphorical walking. He did not go on a 300 year walk with God. But that idea of he did stay the course. Yeah. He um, was walking at the the pace. And what a powerful example. Yeah. I, I love, I love his story. Um, we, we know again, you know, he, he walked with God. Um, the many Jewish writers, um, said that he had a special relationship with God. God revealed certain things to him, you know, what, what was to come. He was, again, he was righteous. The other thing that was interesting, that's interesting. He's one of two people Mm -hmm. that never experienced death. Yeah. So Elijah is the other person and Enoch is the second person or Enoch is the first person. Elijah is the second person that these two individuals didn't experience death, which, which again, it's, that's, that's kind of unfathomable in our, in our minds that, um, God, God took him. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason is because he pleased God and he walked with God. He lived by faith and pleased God so much that God gave him this, incredible gift that only one other person uh, would have uh, would have in scripture. So, which is interesting in that chapter, that entire chapter is about individuals in chapter five. Yes. Um, it, it is, there's this resounding um, occurrence. The person lived and the person died. Person lived and the person died. And Enoch kind of shines like a diamond uh, amidst amid this these death tolls, right? That that he he didn't die. Mm-hmm. He the text says he walked with God, believed God, pleased God, and God took him. Which which to me is super super um, encouraging that that Enoch stood out among all the other people who were living and dying. Mm -hmm. And it was his faith, his trust in God, his belief in God, his settled confidence in God um, that that he did not die. um, And that he was, as the old King James has translated uh, or taken out of this world and and to God. So I just find that very, very interesting that he interrupts death. His faith actually interrupts death. His belief in God, um, interrupts death in his own family for a bit. And God takes him uh, out of this world, which I think is really just, again, just an interesting, uh, interesting thing. So he was a ray of hope in his own family, ray of hope in his own culture. And, uh, and he started trusting God. So mm-hmm. what, what do you, any, anything else that you. Well, I think it's interesting when you look at the Hebrews 11, five, and then also with the Genesis 5, 18 to 24, the idea of he walked with God and he pleased God are almost interchangeable. Like his walking with God is what pleased God. Yeah. And um, we've mentioned before that I do like to walk. And so I, it reminded me in a prayer journal, I did a retreat actually February, 2020. Oh, that's (laughs) who even knew what was coming a month from then, but February, 2020, (laughs) I was on a retreat and uh, the verse in Proverbs 16, 9, the Lord establishes my steps stood out to me. And then it made me go on a little word study trail through the Bible, looking up words about walking and steps and the way. And then I I have it visually here in front of me, but some other verses, there's, there's quite a lot yeah. where it talks about walking, where Psalm 26, 3 says, walk in his faithfulness. Yeah. 
Galatians 5.16, walk by the Spirit. Um, Proverbs 3.6, in all my ways acknowledge Him. Psalm 37.23, delight in His way. Ephesians 2.10, walk in the good works God has planned for me. Yeah, so love it. that theme of walking, following God's way, establishing steps, I think that's what we can understand that Enoch was all about. And that's what pleased God. He was in pace. He was in the same direction. He was allowing the Lord to direct his steps, um, to walk in God's faithfulness. All of those things that we see throughout scripture, yeah. I imagine is what we're, is exactly yeah. what Enoch was about. Yeah, that, that, that is so, again, just so, so good. And I, I love the, um, you know, our audience can't see it, but I love the visual. I, that, there are pretty, little hearts and clouds pretty, <laughs> and things on it. Yes. <laughs> so th there's something intriguing though, for me back in the, um, in the Genesis passage, it says that at 65, he began walking with God, mm. which is again, what, what was he doing the other time and yet at 65 he had his son Methuselah and uh, most translations um, um, translate Methuselah's name as when he dies it will come so you have to ask the question like what will come what is it yeah, yeah. so so the only it that we know of is um, is the flood is there's mm. this sense where in chapter four, um, God gives, is it chapter four? I think it's chapter four, chapter chapter four of Genesis where, um, maybe it's six, I think it's Genesis six, where God talks about- um, Six is the flood. The flood. Yep, six and so, seven. so I wonder if God revealed to Enoch Hmm. the coming of the flood and the naming of his son was kind of a way of repenting to say, I don't want to get caught up in the flood. So I am going to stop living like the culture around me. And I am going to begin walking with God. That's the only, again, one of the huh. explanations that, um, that we see because from, from 65 on, he's walking with God. So, I mean, when, when I had, when we had our children, I, I became more serious about life. I well, wanted to get another job say. and parenting <laughs> alone. Exactly. Exactly. Brings you to your knees like nothing <laughs> else. I remember many up yeah. in the night with the child, a yeah. baby that's not sleeping and thinking, yeah. Yeah. Lord, it's just you and me and I need some help. <laughs> so, but, but I think it's, I think it goes even further than that is that there's this sense where God reveals to Enoch, I am going to judge the world and I don't want you to get caught up in it. And I don't want you to continue living like the culture around you. So I'm going to reveal to you what's coming. And I wonder if in that moment he said, you know, something I need to start walking with God. Hmm. And for 300 years, he actually walked with God. And that seems like, uh, again, the, the more, uh, one of the more plausible ways of thinking about, like, like, when did you start walking with God? Typically, there's something that happens. Either someone yeah. says, gives a message, or someone says something, or for a lot of people, something dramatic happens, 
and then they began walking with God. And, uh, and I wonder if God revealed to Enoch that, hey, judgment is coming. It's time for you to get your life right. And he does. And he walks with God in such a way where he pleases him and, and he gets the gift of, you know, not, uh, not dying. And so I, I just, I, I, I kind of sense that that might be, it's just a, it's at least cool to think about that, mm-hmm. that there was a moment in Enoch's life that changed him. And I wonder if the moment of the birth of his son and the naming of his son was a sort of a moment of repentance that says, all right, I'm now walking with God. Yeah. So. And that those moments can happen at any age. Absolutely. I mean, Enoch was 65, which is pretty, is older in our lifespans now. Right, they right. were living for hundreds and hundreds of years. So exactly. I guess it's a little younger, <laughs> but the point still, yeah. at any point, we, we can yeah. turn. And whether that's recognizing God for the first time or whether it's getting serious yeah yeah or repenting and turning back to him yeah all of those you know we at any point at any point we can make that 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 decision to believe to have faith to put our full trust in who god says he is yeah and 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 to carolyn's point if you're listening right now and you have walked away not walking with, but walked away from God. And you're wondering if he will receive you back. Um, As Carolyn just mentioned, it doesn't matter where you are right now. You can begin again, or you can begin a story with God for the first time. If you've walked away, you can actually begin again. If if Enoch started at 65, um, you can start right where you are right now and uh, begin walking with him again. And so, Carolyn, thank you for that. That's, that's a rich, rich point of um, of of beginning to walk with God. I, I want to make one more point about Enoch's life, which I think is is super. Uh, interesting. So in Jude, um, there is a passage that talks about Enoch, and it says the seventh from Adam. I, I mean, it's verse Jude fourteen. So Jude is only one just chapter, one little chapter. So just verse fourteen, and um, and I just find this pretty. I find it pretty interesting, and and it allows us to have a little bit more. Uh, fodder here as well. It says, it was about these that Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied, saying, behold, the Lord comes with 10,000 of his holy ones. The thing I find interesting is, why did the writer have to say the seventh from Adam? Um, and, um, and during that time, there was another Enoch. Um, he was a descendant of Cain, the Cain we just talked about last oh, episode. Okay. And it's almost as if God was saying, and, and that Enoch, third from Adam, was actually unrighteous and evil. So it's almost as if God was saying, hey, there, there are a lot of Enochs here, but not the third from Adam, the seventh one. That's the one I want you to follow. Hmm. So just like there are a lot of Carolyns, mm-hmm. not, the, not the Carolyn. There's in, actually not a lot of okay. Carolyns, <laughs> but, but, but relatively you know speaking, probably relatively as many speaking. as there are Enochs, but right. continue. Relatively Sorry. speaking. So, so let's say if there were a number of different Carolyns and all of them except the Carolyn in Lansing mm-hmm. was walking with God and, um, and uh, or, or, 
all the Carolyns were not walking with God, with the exception of the Carolyn in Lansing. It's almost as if God is saying, hey, all, what I want you to do, I want you to not follow the Carolyns in other places that, not are, that are not following me. I want you to follow the Carolyn in Lansing, in Williamston, who is walking with me. Let her be an example to your life, like the Enoch seventh from Adam, hmm. the one who was righteous, the one who was holy, the one who walked with me, pleased me. And I, I find that, that that's a lot of pressure, but it, it is also this sense of God look is looking at my life in such a way and says, your example, Carolyn, your example, Marvin, your example, whoever's listening, is worth following mm-hmm. because you're walking with me. Not, not, the, not that Marvin, but the Marvin who's in Hazlitt, who, who's walking with me. Oh, not that Carolyn, the one who is actually walking with me. And I think we, we are, God sets us up to model faith and walking with God, a lifetime of walking with him so that others may see that, yeah, your life is actually, it's not perfect, but it's definitely worth looking at and worth following. And so I think that's, Enoch gives that to us, Mm -hmm. this example. He lives Mm counter-cultural and counter-cultural in in such a way where God says, hey, that's the dude I want you to follow, or that's the woman I want you to follow. And, um, and And God leaves us with an example. I love it. That is really good. Well, what, in conclusion, what can we believe about God, ourselves, and others from this passage? Yeah, this that example of yeah, Enoch. Yeah, th- that, that, that God, um, that God desires to walk with us mm-hmm. and he desires us to walk with him and, and not just, um, a stale relationship, but one that is vibrant. Yeah. One that says, this is a lifetime. This is a lifestyle and, and walking with a person there, there are intimate things that, that are shared, um, intimate things that are shared and, um, and God, I think desires to walk with us so he can share intimate things with us, just like he shared with Enoch. And so, um, so yeah, I, I think that he wants to walk with us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I love uh, one of those things that you pointed out, how Enoch kind of breaks up this cycle of life, death, life, death, life, death, by his example, kind of putting those together by walking with God. And I even want to think more on that for my own life. Like, what does it look like for me to walk at God's pace Mm, and walk in God's direction? Like that. You know, am I running on ahead with my own ideas? Yeah. Um, am I too busy? Am I... That beautiful oh, preposition, with. Yes. Yeah. Yes, walking with God. Or am I Am I slow? Are there areas where he says, hey, you know, this is an area where, you know, you, how, how, do you, how do you say that? Like, we know more than our obedience or yeah, how do yeah. you say that? Like, yeah, we, we, um, we practice more than, um, than we obey. Oh, I, I don't know. Something like that. Something so. like that. Like, we know more than we're, than we're actually yeah. obeying. I think that's that not keeping up the pace. Like, I've got it up here, but am I actually living it out? Am I walking with God? That's something I want to spend a little more time thinking about. Like, am I walking at God's pace? Am I walking with him in his direction? Yeah. I think that'd be good for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
Educated beyond my my obedience. There it is. Educated <laughs> beyond my obedience. Well, friends, thank you so much for joining us. Take time to share this episode with a friend. Listen together, talk about it, and have your own spiritual conversation. 